0: of the Crowded Booth. My name is Bryce Coon alongside Matthew Lane here and it's summertime now and that means two things it's baseball season and we're getting into the NBA playoffs and we're well in it within it now as you have the NBA Conference Finals going on. Uh, first off we we'll let you know thank you to Cook's Hot Dogs, Cook's Place here in Columbus Georgia for allowing us to come in and record at their location and if you want to come on out next time Make sure to follow all our social media to come out, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, so you can come out and watch, and if you want to get the link to watch the video later on or listen to the audio version on iTunes, do that as well. So Matthew, as we start talking about you know, the conference finals, you obviously have two very different series. You have the Warriors and the Rockets out west, which is a battle of heavyweights, which everyone predicted that was going to happen
1: yeah.
0: in the beginning of the season after the Rockets were able to get Chris Paul. Now you have... The Cavs and Celtics in the East. The, we thought it was going to be Kyrie versus LeBron. Yeah. Obviously, that's now different. But we're going to go ahead and start off with talking about uh, the Warriors and Rockets. And currently, as we, after last night's win, the Rockets won ninety eight ninety four. 94 It was it was it was a great game, and mm-hmm. the Rockets won. Yeah,
1: and you would like. I mean, just the amount of opportunities that the the Warriors had to win that game. I mean, after a countless amount of turnovers, like bad shots, seventeen turnovers for the entire game. You know, just cont- like continuous went on as, like, okay, you know, Warriors have been in this position before, Rockets. You got Chris Paul in his first Western Conference finals ever with this new team of the Rockets with James Harden kind of developing this new dynasty. Okay, we're going to be the team to beat the Warriors this year after their incredible, you know, run. And just to see that happen and the Warriors not capitalized, you're like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? And at the end of the game, to see Chris Paul go down, it's like, okay now we're back to square one where we were last year to where okay that's the reason we got chris Ball, is because mm-hmm. we were putting too much pressure on james harden so i think that's going to be you know a key going into game six and game seven
0: as we kind of follow that up yeah james harden is a fantastic player and has been mm-hmm. throughout his career when he was with the thunder now when he blossomed to a mm-hmm. bona fide stud with the rockets you know he's got all the talent in the world but obviously in today's day and age in the nba you have to have more than one star and it's been mm-hmm. shown and so they get chris paul to pair him and chris paul really like we were talking about earlier went off in that second half oh for the gosh, rockets yeah. in, in game five allowing them to take that three two series lead but with that injury to him how does that shake up the lineup in your thing when you have paul starting at the one and yeah. hardest of at the, at the two best backcourt in the NBA arguably.
1: Well well, considering Chris Paul is one of the best defensive point guards in the NBA I mean you put like Patrick Beverley up there but then like Chris Paul is known as one of the best two-way point guards in the league and so and the amount of mismatches he created on the offensive end especially when going against David West in the third quarter like we saw last night I mean they did simple screens with Capella and did David West on Chris Paul and he just went to town on that so I mean like He's one of the most elite scorers on that team, and you know run hard. And I think he made one three the entire game. I think it was like one of twelve, and for Chris Paul to pick up that slack, that's the reason they won that game. Yeah. So, and that's the reason they brought him in to see that happen. It's just like, man, that
0: man, it's terrible. So yeah, it takes a lot of the, to square one. It take a lot of the momentum. You come off that win, you got a three two series lead, which you got to feel great about. But yeah. then to have that injury, like you said, takes you back to square one. Now, for the Warriors, people argue say, I mean, they're the one of the most, they're the most talented team in the NBA oh, right yeah. now, and one of the most talented teams you've ever seen put together. And that's <laughs> a whole another argument if you want to get into that. But guys like um, Andre Iguodala didn't play; he was questionable for tomorrow night's game. Yeah. It, my my bet, he's not going to play that game either. Mm-hmm. That's a valuable piece for the Warriors. And one oh, of the things yeah. you always talk about, you always hear about the that four. Mm-hmm. You know the four of uh, Steph, Clay, Durant, and Draymond, and that mm-hmm. how they're done there. But their bench has always been a really deep bench right. throughout this championship kind of run for them over the, the past couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you feel like that affects their bench and? And they've made some miscues as well. I know you were talking about just the amount of turnovers they've nope made. Gosh, and, yeah. and that's key to also Warriors kind of, you know, shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. But also the Rockets with great perimeter defense. You know, guys mm-hmm. like Trevor Ariza and P.J. Tucker.
1: Yeah, and, you know, with Andre Iguodala, those series, those two series where Cavs won seven and the Warriors won one. You know, the one where the Warriors won, Iguodala was the MVP because of the – Defense that he had on LeBron that mm-hmm. series and you know, obviously LeBron's going to average 28 and seven Better than that. But point is You know, he was a defensive M- you know, MVP for that series and so for him to be at that kind of a loss I mean, he was a guy to guard Harden mm-hmm. And so now that they're doing these simple pick and rolls and letting Steph guard Harden. I mean, he's He's going crazy to that and then Paul's finding mismatches I think that the Rockets are doing an incredible job of creating mismatches Against the Warriors and putting people like Chris or uh, like Steph Curry and David West to create those mismatches, and I think I've been surprised that the Warriors haven't been able to counter that. Mm-hmm. You know, with mismatches like putting Capella on Curry or putting Harden on KD, because I mean, Harden doesn't really play defense. He's known for literally scoring but playing mm-hmm. no defense. Yeah. So creating those mismatches have been key, and that's what has been killing the Warriors with not having Nikola no out there.
0: And I think when you when you get into a guy like that that is not a part of that four, but is taken out that disrupts the entire oh, how they're going to sub and how Steve Kerr is going to go about. That's it. been so their playoff lineup for the past and, three and, years. And so, what do you do? And you talk about one thing you always hear about the Warriors' lineup seems to match up with everybody, but they've had, yeah. they've like you said they've had a tough time, you know, getting away. You're going to have to now look at how are they going to be able to do without Chris Paul. So you got yeah. James Harden, I mean, perennial MVP candidate mm-hmm. now. Bonafide stud can score at will when he's on and he's right. on most of the time Yeah, then you have guys like Trevor Reza PJ Tucker defensive first guys, but can shoot the three ball Trevor Reza is essentially a three-point shooter. He's had a, a experience in the guy.
1: finals when he won with Kobe in
0: 2009-2010 So he has that experience they're an experienced veteran team mm-hmm. one guy you pointed out Ryan Anderson He will yeah. have to get some more minutes as that kind of stretch yeah. four guy that can stretch the floor So it's gonna be an interesting matchup as they keep going How do you feel that they're gonna to have to counter? We talked about Igudala, how they're, how the Warriors gonna to have to kind of. What do you feel like the Rockets are going to be able to do or have to do in the absence of Paul, and how do they fill the scoring opportunities? Because like we talked, about, Harden's a great player, but we've already seen Harden can't do yeah. it all by himself.
1: Well, Eric Gordon, you saw what he did last night. I mean, the clutch threes that he had late in the game, and I think the amount of you know points that he provided off the bench. Obviously, you know one of the best six-man's in the league, but like just the amount of threes that he created, and I. I mean, honestly, I didn't know he could play off the dribble like that where he did last time. I mean, he had a couple of balls where he just took took in the paint from the three-point line, mm-hmm. made some good moves. So, I didn't know, really know he had that in him, but if he steps up like that for these last two games, that's going to really help them out. Um, so I look for him to step up, and uh, I don't expect Iguodala to start in game six. If they're at home. I think they're like ten and a half point favorites, so Vegas has them really high and doesn't expect them to lose. I don't expect them to lose, especially with Chris Paul not playing. Mm-hmm. I think could be a big blowout but game seven um, I think is going to be a good one especially if Paul is able to return I don't think he will um, the injury looked bad when I saw it I mean it looked like he had a hard time walking and I almost like he was starting to cry because I think he just knew so if that's the case I really don't see the Rockets having that great of a chance mm-hmm. as you can see last year's Western Conference Finals I mean I think they won 4-1 I think Rockets got one game and now that you saw the difference that Paul's made and now they're up three-two, and for him to go out like yeah. that, it's just like—I mean, like sh- shooting your dreams. Now it's like I'm going to go to the University of Georgia, and then some crazy that maybe end up going to some D two school. But I just kind of see it like that—just something terrible happening.
0: It's—it's it's tough because a guy like Chris Paul. This is his first conference finals yeah. appearance, and and is going to go down as one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Oh yeah, I mean he's a phenomenal player. Um, just He's hasn't been not, on that not, team. Yeah, he hasn't been on that team, and this is probably, arguably the team that could have done mm-hmm. it. So that, that's that's tough to see him have to go through something like that. Nah. And if he, even if he can come back for a potential Game 7. So I think what you're saying is Game 6 is going to at home in Golden State. going to be sh- crazy. I don't in, think they're in,
1: expecting
0: yeah. to win that game. So I th- I, and I agree with you. I think the Warriors win that game. So if you go to a Game 7 scenario. Same thing with Iguodala and Paul. How do you not take the Warriors again? I know it's yeah. at home and it's against Houston, but if Paul does come back, to what extent can he actually be him the 100%? What? what what percent are you getting of Chris Paul in yeah. a game seven scenario?
1: And if you're not getting the Chris Paul that can go in the paint, create plays, get Capella inside on those easy dunks, and just the defense that he brings in the intensity and the experience. Like I saw in the last couple of huddles of the game, Chris Paul was the one leading the huddle. Mike D'Antonio mm-hmm. was not the one talking to the players; it was Chris Paul. So when you lose the experience, skill set that he brings to the table, I mean it's huge. Because, I mean, obviously he hasn't never been there, but it looks like he's been there for a while, like especially in those type of situations.
0: Yeah, a veteran guy that's been around the league for a while. And even a guy like James Harden, he's played for a while yeah. now, but he he, he have doesn't to. have the big game. I, I mean, he has big game experience, but, but not the quiet of the guy like that can come into a locker room and say, hey, look, guys, I've been in this position before. Because, I mean, yeah. the, the thing was last year, the... Clippers had a lead last year and completely blew it against the Jazz jazz. and so Chris Paul knows what it's like to be in tough playoff situations Mm -hmm. and so I mean you're still going to have him on the bench but it's not the same as having your veteran uh essentially the quarterback out there, four of them if you want to yeah. go to a football reference. I think I, I, I think the Warriors win it in seven. I mean I, I think that like I you said, too. I agree with you. It's gonna be a blow it at home. If Paul were one hundred
1: percent, I would actually take the Rockets, but I just I don't see him being one hundred percent. Like hamstring issues, like mm-hmm. that's an injury that just like doesn't go away in like a week and you like never like you have problems with it again. Like that's a reincurring issue. It's like a High ankle sprain, almost like that. It doesn't really heal. Like I mean, it's sort of anytime you try
0: to do something and exert and stuff yourself like way too much, it's it's gonna flare back up again.
1: And just watching this series, like just imagine if Harden and uh, KD and Russell Westbrook were all in the same team again. Like that'd be
0: crazy. Mm-hmm. So. Switching over to the other side, so that's our prediction here is we're going to go with the Warriors in seven. So they're going to our predictions. They're going to mm-hmm. face the finals, and who are they going to face? As we switch over to the Eastern Conference now, uh-huh. the Eastern Conference has been really interesting all season long. The number one seed is not in The Toronto Raptors swept. Yeah, they <laughs> swept by LeBron and the Cavs after LeBron and the Cavs struggled against the Pacers, who are a good team. I mean, Victor Oladipo played out of his mind mm-hmm. in in that series. But moving ahead, to that then you have the Celtics who come into the season with just Um, A dream roster. Honestly, it really is. I mean, you have the Warriors, but you have a dream roster. You have Kyrie Irving. You just signed Gordon Hayward. And then you have Jalen Brown, who has been in the league for one year. And then you have another stud wing coming in. And he really lived up to the hype in Jason Tatum. Mm, Um, So they they had this dream roster. Still able to clinch the second seed. Oh, Al Horford, who, you know, as a person who has watched the Hawks for a long time. You know, Al Horford was a great player in Atlanta, but it's nice to see him do well in another team and, yeah. and really assert his dominance like he did in mm-hmm. that second-round series yeah. against the 76ers, which well, is funny. He's
1: just one of the few big men in the league that can do it all. He's mm-hmm. not just a guy that gets, puts up, like, 12 and 10. I mean, you can get seven assists in a night for He's a big distributor. He can move. He can rebound. He can shoot the three ball. I think he's been one of the big, you know, key difference makers in this series besides Tatum, who's been unreal, but, like,
0: Al Horford has been unreal this year. It's definitely been a career year for him so far. And I think when you look at it, who does he, who matches up with him on the Cavs side? I mean, you got Tristan Thompson. He's more of an interior presence rebounding guy. Kevin Love, yeah. obviously, but Horford's an athletic big guy. Like you said, he can put the ball down and, and go yeah. towards the basket.
1: And I think they've used the combination of Aaron Baines and Al Horford at those two big spots for Baines to match up with Thompson. And Horford, with his athleticism, is able to guard Love, who can shoot the three, play in the post, play under the rim. Um, I think that's been the key matchup for them because in the games where Baines and Horford were not on the floor, I mean it was a negative defensive efficiency. But when they put Baines and Horford both on the floor together, it was a positive, and you can see the difference it was making with Baines shutting Thompson down on the boards as much as possible because he's such a hoss on the on the boards. But with Horford on Love. Mm-hmm. I mean, Love was still producing, but not at a high rate. I mean, you still saw James kind of having to do all the work. And as a result, you saw the, you know, fourth quarter, end of the third, James was wearing down. You could see him, like, I mean, I know ESPN, like, makes it a huge deal. But, I mean, like, he was literally gassed. And so Mm -hmm. that's what I'm concerned about with LeBron going into game six and game seven. I know he's game six at home, but I just don't know if he has the – I mean, I don't think he has the the motor to go. I mean, I know he's – Most durable player of all time. I mean, doesn't get injured Unreal numbers But I mean, I just literally think like he's getting to the point where he can't score 38, you know 12 for these games six and game seven games. So we'll see um, I think you're gonna have to see big games from kevin love Um, jr smith and george hill who I mean they're they're good players But I mean not guys that you're expecting to put 17 points on the board or in kyle quarter
0: so. I think with the team that you haven't, and if you haven't been watching it, the, the Cavs, after going down 2-0, come back home with two huge wins. Oh, I mean, yeah. That saved the series for them, in my opinion. And I because, thought that
1: gave them the momentum.
0: And I, and I did, too. And then you come back to Boston, and Boston absolutely dominates the Cavs. not
1: lost a po- playoff game yet.
0: And so Boston has all these young guys, yeah. and one of the storylines after they lose the first game, game three, is yeah. their inexperienced shows and the youth shows. I think that the Boston's youth is a good thing, and it can be a bad thing for them. A lot of those guys, guys like Terry Rogier have stepped up to the, to the in the spotlight and Not actually really. played out. I mean, Terry Rogier has been a other well, other than being a human highlight reel. The entire playoffs, he's also been really fun in the press conferences yeah. as well. And his and he's blossomed as a player. You, guys like Jason Tatum. I mean. 19 year olds shouldn't be doing this. I'm older shouldn't than him, do- I'm
1: sitting here at Cook's Hot Dogs. <laughs> he's up there playing in <laughs> NBA. <laughs> 19, 20 year olds should not
0: be doing this at this age and playing yeah. against guys like LeBron. And you talk mm-hmm. about the Celtics have Al Horford. We already talked about him. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Tatum and Brown playing on the wings. I mean, you don't have to put them out there at That the same athleticism time. is unreal. Young athletic guys. Then you have Terry Rogier, who all his career has been a backup quarterback. I mean, a backup uh, point guard. He's been, sure. ba- <laughs> he's been a backup point guard. <laughs> Right. And now he's playing like a one of the top point guards in the NBA. And, uh,
1: just imagine if Kyrie and you know uh, Gordon Hayward were, on, were playing right now. I don't
0: even think of this series I, would be close. I, I think it'd have been over already. Yeah. I, mean, it, I mean, so I think when you take that and you talk about just. This and it's been it has been harped on all season long. This is not the same team the Cavs have had. I mean this no. team. I mean they had the whole at the trade deadline. Pretty much blew the team up and got a bunch. I of, can't.
1: How could you up Kyrie? I don't. I don't know how that happened.
0: But Yeah, the, that trade will. Will I mean that's going to go down as kind of a power shift in the East, really. Oh my gosh. With yeah. Kyrie going to Boston, so Boston is up three to two now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Game six tonight, eight thirty. What are your feelings on it? You know LeBron, like you talked about, LeBron, he, he's, he's gassed. I mean, I think you could, it, was, it was obvious. Mm-hmm. In the fourth quarter, he was exhausted. I mean, he's having to do it himself. You're talking about, you know, he's, he's pulling up when probably you, you would normally see him drive to the basket. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And I, so that's not a question anything about his ability at all. I mean, he's greatest the, player of the greatest player of the planet. We have the argument all about time. the greatest player of all probably time. I think he's the best of all time. time, but that's a... That's a different argument right, for a different day. So you have, yeah. you have him, and then you have, I think, you hit the nail right on the head with... Kevin Love. I mean, if he shows up, it's a different ballgame. Yeah. You know? If guys, if Jr. Smith gets hot, he's the best shooter on the planet. I mean, he really is. When he gets hot, it's unreal yeah. to see him. Besides too. Steph Curry. Besides Steph Curry, yes. <laughs> uh, Kyle Korver. I mean, get yeah. guys, get him open and, and get him in a rhythm. And I think they're they have a chance. I mean, that's the reason you play these games. But on paper, Boston looks like an overwhelming favorite. But mm-hmm. you're heading to Game Six. They're going to be at home. I think that does play into their advantage. They're going to come yeah. back home. They played well at home, in their backs were... You know, they're down to... I feel like that, the game three, their backs were against the wall. If you don't oh, win gosh, that yeah. one, it's it's over, in my opinion, already. Yeah. So, in the backs against the wall, once again, they've got to win the next two games to advance. I know LeBron is amazing, but do you think he has enough left in the tank? Are you talked about it a little bit to really, in a, in a way, will the Cavaliers to a finals appearance.
1: I think the Cavs lose tonight. I think... Brad Stevens comes up with a good game plan, like I said, with the Baines and Horford combination on the floor. You know, finding ways to get Love and Thompson not not as heavily involved as they have been when they were at home. I think they find a way. I think that Cavs come out strong in the first quarter, but second half adjustments. I think you start to see the the Celtics kind of pull their way back late in the third and in the fourth. I think that's when you'll see LeBron, like on those mismatches with uh, Rozier, and he'll start pulling up shots and if he makes them it might they probably will win but if they don't fall i mean kind of have a tough time i mean nobody can guard him when he's going in the paint i mean he's either going to get fouled he's going to make it that's just how it is a dude's 6'8 260 a pure muscle and he literally i mean he's just the greatest player on the planet so yeah i think if you see those shots fall they win but if not which is more likely because he's doing step backs you know from 23 feet back you know right in front of the three-point line i think you see them lose, but I just think that the Celtics have – I mean, they have more guys. I think they have more talent. I like – I just like the lineup. I like uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Horford. I like the way Tatum's playing. He is on fire. I don't, i mean, I think he shot over 50% in game uh, five. So, I don't know. I just think like the Celtics play
0: better. I think they have more weapons. So, we'll see how that plays out. Just to be different and also what I think is going to happen because it's just – who LeBron is? I say the Cavs win Game Six. I say that okay. at home, at home they g- they're going to win. I say LeBron I mean, they said shows my favorite. So, oh yeah, I mean yeah. it's not like it'd be this huge upset that yeah. no one's ever seen. But I think LeBron, I think he's got enough love to take. But I do think in the end, uh, Celtics win in seven. Who I think said, lost a they not lost a playoff game at home? Or a home playoff game. A home game. playoff game. And I think a game. I think so. You take Game Six tonight. At the question, I say yeah. Cavs win that one and head back to Boston. And then I think Game Seven. I think the home crowd in Boston. Oh game gosh, Seven. Yeah. Those fans. Like we, we talked about this beforehand. The fans in big sports cities. This is not to discredit any big cities, but right. you got cities like uh, New York, Chicago, Boston. Mm-hmm. Fans in those cities, they really crazy. come out, and it's a crazy sports fan that you love, mm-hmm. and, and that's why we love sports. I think that atmosphere uh, in a game seven. I, I just, I, I don't care who you are. I don't think you're beating him I, I just don't. I don't yeah. think you're. I don't think you're beating him I know it's LeBron. And I know it's it's everything, and he's an amazing player. But I really just don't think he has the tools to win. Right. A right seven game series against the celtics and i thought that beforehand and I'll, I'll stick with it now i think he wins game six because it's at home and he show and, and not that not to want to say that he shows up because he's been showing up the entire yeah, series uh, yeah. but i think i think jr smith shows up in a big way tonight feeding off the home crowd energy but i think it's tough to it's tough to get on a rhythm and i think if the will get out to a fast start and you know, right. i think it'll just eventually wear down mm-hmm. um so that leads us to our, like our nba finals uh preview which we're going to hit on uh next time but that's going to say so if you didn't hear it, Matthew's taking the Cavs winning tonight. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the Celtics winning no, tonight. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking the Cavs winning tonight. So it's going to be, no matter what, Celtics-Warriors, which is going to be an amazing finals that I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a cool little prediction
1: as far as, like, who would match up better. Like, I think, if the, I think if the Rockets end up pulling it out of the, the Western Conference and Celtics out have the Eastern Conference, I think the Celtics have a good chance for the amount of mismatch that they can mm-hmm. create. But we'll talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, we'll talk
0: about that in the next episode. And so, um, But, yeah, so you heard it here. So we think that the, it's going to be Celtics and Warriors. That's our predictions. But we mm-hmm. think the Cavs get the win tonight, but the Celtics are going to win it in Game 7. And on the other side that we talked about beforehand, we just think the Warriors are just going to... Yeah, I think
1: the Chris Paul injury just kind of messes up everything. I mean, the amount of mismatches he created, his defensive play. I mean, he's, he's been unreal in this series mm-hmm. against... The greatest team on the planet. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Cavs tonight. I'll take the C's but if not, Celtics in the Eastern Conference it, for it's, sure. It,
0: it's gonna it's gonna be fun to watch, and we want to encourage you to watch all all along. Thank you for watching. Thanks to Matthew for coming on. <laughs> He's gonna be on plenty more this summer as we get a little more consistent in episodes now that school is out and everything. So we want to thank you for watching. We want to thank Cooks Hot Dogs for letting us come out here at Cook's place on. In Columbus Georgia and letting us uh, record here make sure to come on out and get yourself a hot dog and have a fun time with mr. Roy cook Mm -hmm. and uh, thanks to Matthew once again for coming on and thank you for watching everyone it's been a great show and make sure to tune in next time and make sure to like us on all social media platforms have a good day everybody